Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Do You Deserve To Be? Today's guest is a previous guest of mine. Um, his story has inspired and touched many, many people, um, as well as all of my listeners. Um, and it's just an incredible story to where he was about five years ago, I believe. Was it about five years ago? Um, yeah, five years ago. Yeah. To where he is now, um, it's, just, it's just an incredible story. And... If you want to hear it, it's on one of my previous episodes I did with him. Um, but please welcome uh, Matthew Kariana. It's great to be back, Cam. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Thanks for coming on. How have you, how have you been? How have you kept? <clears throat> yeah, kept, kept well, kept well. I um, enjoyed our last podcast. I um, yeah, looking forward to this one too. Yeah, been well. A lot of changes, a lot of things have come about. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the future and this year in particular. Have you had many um, opportunities to go out speaking, talking anywhere? Not as of yet, but I have gotten far more coaching clients as of the first month of the year. Not only that, but I've also been handed opportunities to me in terms of, um, I suppose, it's, called, it's around brand ambassadorship, but not only that, but also expanding what I'm doing. So getting sponsorships and then getting um, so as a manager on board as well, I'm looking at. Wow, that's brilliant. That's absolutely amazing. And um, <clears throat> like I said before, your story has inspired and touched a lot of people um, because you have, in the five years, you have really come so far. And uh, I obviously on Facebook, I've been seeing your videos of you going to the gym uh, and going on the exercise bike. And that was amazing to see. And that was, that was really inspiring. And uh, that really pushed me as well to think, God, look at him doing so much. It can really get me going and got me out for a run that day. So it's, uh, <laughs> I want to say thank you for everyone from all my listeners, everyone for what you're doing. It's absolutely incredible. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, I, um, it, it's, Jim is, is, is like, it, it's like a ritual for me that it just keeps my, it's for me it's all mindset it's not physical the physical games is just a byproduct but the bike that's that, that's a rehab ritual for me that, that's just progressing and progressing man honestly I'm blessed to be in the position that I am but I understand as blessed I am I'm also dedicated and hardworking towards it and to be to keep the goals so yeah brilliant and basically I want to kick it off um, because I saw one of your posts on social media and I thought, wow, that takes a lot of guts, a lot of courage to, to revisit that place where it all happened and your life changed. And it's incredible. And I would like to share it with all of you, the image um with all you watching on youtube uh, any of you listening on the audio platform i encourage you to go to youtube to watch this because it's incredible and i would like matthew to basically just go from right this moment where you went back to this it's just explain what how did you feel going back to where it all happened yeah, yeah. So the place where I jumped, 
it was um it was interesting, very interesting going back there. I hadn't so this is the first time I've been back, if I'm honest. It's the third time? Yeah, the third time. And the first two times though, it wasn't I, I didn't reflect. I went back to show someone. And that time I was there to really reflect. And it was interesting. It was interesting. Immediately, so I remember like I looked down, I put my hands on the rail, it's the first thing I did. And what came up for me was just a mixture, firstly, of like the person I used to be, right? The thoughts I was having, how I used to respond to them, then the hospital, then the turning points I had after, and the person I am today, and just the complete journey. It was really interesting. But it was after that, that the night of me actually jumping came up. And it was really interesting. When that came up, there was no thought of me actually going back there in that, into that dark place. It was almost as if I would just completely dismiss, like disregard, because my way of thinking is so different. It's, it goes back to my why, my purpose. Why would I ever think of this, this again? I wouldn't be inspiring others. And Honestly, I, I was in, I, I teared up. Like that photo second, like after I teared up, but it was tears of gratitude. Tears of complete gratitude. I smiled a lot while I was up there. I spent quite a few moments up there. It was it was really cool to go back. It was um yeah, yeah. To go back there with the intention of reflecting, man, I'm not to say. It it, it it was quite a moment, and it was that was five years on the day. Wow, it's um, when I saw this, it's like I said, it touched right here for me because it took me back to that moment in my life as well, where I attempted suicide as well, and it made me think back then. Obviously, my situation was was um, so obviously different to yours, but um, it made me reflect and think about where I was um, to where I am now, and it's the transformation is incredible, and it's something that I don't know how you you feel. I think it's something that is really, I think, is encouraging for people to either revisit the place where it all happened, revisit the moment in their mind where it all happened, because I think that really, and you're a great, great example of that, of how going back to that moment makes you more grateful of what you have and where you are now. And what do, you, what do you think about people revisiting those moments to really change their momentum? It can go one of two ways. It depends on where they're at mentally and emotionally. And how, um, first, whether they've accepted what's actually happened, if they have gone about it. Secondly, where, where's their mindset at? Like, when they think back to it, is it a triggering thought? Is it really dark thought but on the flip side 
that what, and what I think this photo represents as a whole is that it, it gets better. There is hope out there. And that it doesn't have to be like that for the rest of your life. And it eats me up inside. And I'm sure, I, 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 from memory, I think I said it last time we spoke, but it kills me that people believe that they are going to be feeling this way for the rest of their lives. I believe that for so long, for so many years. But I've been blessed to have the right people and to have taken the right steps out of my comfort zone to change things. And I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just looking, I'm just looking at looking at that photo like over and over. But it really represents to me just the change that it can happen. That you can out of your dark place. And I think to go back to your question, revisiting the places. Ultimately. I think if you, if you have the courage to do so, it's very empowering. It, it is empowering. Say, I survived this and I'm still here. And that shows how strong I am. And if my heart is still beating, then there's, that's purpose enough to go on. If something's keeping me alive. And it's, um, you, as you said, you didn't go there alone, did you? You went there with a friend, family member? Well, uh, that, that time there in that photo, I went with my partner at the time. Right, okay. So the very, very first time you went back, what was, it, who, what was it like? And would you recommend going there with someone close to you? Because then, because those people could also be stuck at that moment, you know what I mean? Where they, they could be struggling to move on from that situation that 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 moment and it will help them as well, won't it? It will help them heal as it did you. Yeah. And I think it's important that if you have someone there as a support there for you because you 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 don't know how you're gonna react as well. It, 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 it can be a bad reaction. It can be quite triggering because it is a sensitive thing. It is very sensitive. So uh, if you're going to do it, do it with caution. Do it with someone, someone you love, someone who's close to you, someone that supports you. Definitely. And as you said, it is a, it is a very sensitive time for you and your family. And... You allow me to share this with the rest of my listeners to help inspire them through the tough times. Um, I'm extremely honoured for you to allow me to do that and to share that moment with my listeners because this, I believe, is something that really can help people move forward. Mm. Above all, though, Darren, honestly, I'm grateful that you did because you're sending out the message of hope that needs to get out there. And, man, this is, this is what I'm about. Yeah. Mindsets that there is another, there's another side to this. There's a lot at the end of the tunnel. There's hope waiting for you. It doesn't have to be like that for the rest and, of your life. And Matthew is a great example. He's, you're just, yeah. Your story is, like I've said, it inspires so many. And 
to be able to have that moment and share it was was incredible. Um, and I'm guessing your resilience as well to be able to move forward and get stronger has taken a lot to build up, I'm guessing. No, 100%. 100%. And it wasn't an easy journey. It was not an easy journey. And I was very much influenced by the people around me. I was, I, I was blessed that I had the right people in my life. And they, yeah, I, I, I am blessed. Though it was a choice at the same time. Because resilience is something that when you have gone through something like that or you're struggling through something like that, uh, building up a resilience and adapting to certain situations um, doesn't happen overnight. We can both vouch for that. It's taken, it's been what, it was 16 years last month. Uh, no, sorry, we're February, aren't we? So December, it was 16 years ago in December when I got admitted to hospital. And around that time was the time where I got to reflect and made me think the time since then there's been lots of ups and downs as there probably has been for you and everyone else that are struggling or recovering uh the road isn't easy not far from it and it takes a lot of time to build up a resilience and to adapt to new stressful situations and coping them in a different way uh, yeah. i just want to ask you how how have in the time since then in your recovery to where you are now, how have you managed to adapt and build up a resilience to new situations? So when it comes to adversity, I think like, I, I, I have this like, little like, structure almost for it. Like, I call it the three A's of adversity. Firstly, awareness, acceptance, authenticity. They're my three A's. Now, the first one, it, it, it's almost automatic. Awareness. If you are facing adversity, typically you know what you're facing. Although awareness also comes into play with how you're feeling, how you're thinking, what are you, how you're acting as well. Now, with that, we can start to then develop and have say mold. Mold what what, what it means, and then acceptance. This is. This is hard. It's not easy to do. To accept that life has thrown you a challenge. And it's not going to be a challenge that's particularly pleasant. Ending up in a wheelchair, after I thought I ended up in rock bottom, I mean, it, it broke me further. At the time, at the time, my first moment of acceptance like I shared on that previous podcast with that guy on the train. When he called me out, I was pretty fucking stupid. And it was the first time I ever told someone about it. And it was, it was tough. It was really tough. And how I reacted, I wasn't ready for that. But it broke my pattern. And then I started becoming authentic through what my social worker told me. Being authentic so being real with people around us, seeking a support network. Because this, I firmly believe, 
overcoming struggles, a support network is the first step. And this is what the three A's help bring you to. Any support network. So being, I was being authentic with the people around me, right? Starting with my girlfriend at the time, Viv, being real with her for the first time in 18 months, actually telling her the truth about how I was feeling, thinking. She had not known the truth for a long time. My parents never knew. And some of my friends knew again. That, that started to turn my life around. And then it was a matter of taking the right steps out of my comfort zone, getting my new experiences, finding what I loved, and then going for that. Because labeling myself as worthless led me to do nothing. I wasn't doing anything at the time. But when I found some meaning, like something, it's something I loved, something I enjoyed doing, something that actually brought a smile to my face. That's all I needed to do. If I just kept at that, I smiled more often. I felt more whole than I came to feel ultimately when I took it to the next level and further and further. Yeah, it's, not, it's not easy. If someone who's in that dark place, it's, it's the last thing in your mind. Wow, I mean, find purpose for what I love. That's why I start with the three A's. Awareness, acceptance, authenticity. That's brilliant. Absolutely love it. And it's a great, it is a great stepping stone for, for anyone. And you were saying that uh, your family never knew that your struggles. It took you a long time to have the confidence to tell your partner at the time. Um, it was the same with me. My, the first person that, I, that knew I was having problems was my boss at work. My family didn't know because, and I don't know how everyone else feel about this. Um, I spoke to this about someone um, on her podcast when I was a guest a couple of weeks ago where I shared that family are always the last to know because you, you don't want to feel, you want to make them feel embarrassed, ashamed to have you as a child or a brother or a father or a sister, whoever's going through it. And you don't want your family to, to suffer as well. And they're always the last ones to know because of those reasons. And with us men, uh, we're stubborn. We like to be the man of the house. We don't like to <laughs> show weakness because we feel we have to be the, the provider. And that's a generational thing. It has been for hundreds of years where the men feel we have to be confident. And it's nice seeing a lot more in social media about uh, people encouraging and saying that men have emotions too. Just because they're a man doesn't mean they can't be emotional, express their feelings, show their feelings, anything like that. And it's, <clears throat> I still think there's a lot more to be done really to, to share that awareness for, for men suffering with depression as well. I, yeah, I'm a personally a big, big believer in awareness is so key. People need to know it's okay to not be okay. It's, it's okay to have emotion and cry. It's okay to laugh, scream, shout, cry, whatever. Your emotions are your emotions, part of the human experience. That's one of the most beautiful things, actually experiencing the whole range of emotions. But 
with the awareness, it's also how we go about making it, creating awareness, I believe. Where's the focus? What are we focusing on? Now, the way I would frame it personally, like as, as an example, like ever heard the term a shit sandwich, right? Like when you give some feedback, right? You, um, you give them something nice, you give them the critical feedback and you bottle them up at the end. It's, I believe, similar with mental health. So what, what if, because when people think of mental health, typically they think of, you know, depression, anxiety, suicide, all these negative words. It's got a negative stigma attached to it, negative connotations attached. But what if when we thought of mental health, we thought of empowerment, growth, hope? What if there were more optimistic words? Well, how do we change that? Well, that now is reliant on society as a whole. How do we influence society? How do we talk about it? So when we address mental health, it's great to say, it's again, like, um, it's, 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 it's key to address the gymming statistics, like in Australia, like for example, one third of all um, deaths from ages 15 to 24 are suicide. One in, f- so one in five um, Australian students will be diagnosed with anxiety and or depression. And it's, it's key we know these things, but it just ends at that. What if, just hypothetically, we gave a story of hope with it, right? Now we address the, the key statistic, then we, or let's say we just shared a story of hope, then we address the statistic, and maybe there's a key takeaway at the end. Maybe there's like a stepping stone for someone or, or just a message, like it was okay to not be okay. What if we combine all these things people are doing individually into one, being like the statistics, being the stories, being the takeaways. What if you combine that into one? We could do that in like a 30-second clip. Easy. Easy. I mean, doesn't even get to the details of the story, but get that gist of it. And you have someone who, it's a real story. People can relate to it. People are knowing that mental health is worse than it's ever been. But they're now knowing a takeaway they can apply to their life and something they can think about, something that they can maybe pass on to someone they care about too. I believe that'll change the conversations we have instead of just hearing a dooming statistic and that's it. So we've got to change how we talk about it because it's going to change society's beliefs. Society's beliefs change society's language. It goes hand in hand. Totally, yeah. Totally agree with you. And it's, <clears throat> I've said this before, that it's currently at the moment, it's Child Mental Health Week currently. And uh, that's a big thing. I'm a big thing for teaching children mental health, how to deal with it. Um, where to go if they're struggling, to be brave and uh, have courage to open up and share their feelings. And the best way, if they can't share their feelings, to write down their feelings and share it with people because that helps them later in life and that will hopefully reduce um, the number of people with depression and or anxiety, suicide attempts, etc, etc. But... With children, there's a certain way you have to go about it. And you were saying about having 
sharing things of hope, videos of hope, of um, recovery, bravery, strength from people who have, have been there and sharing their story of where they've been and but focusing the the video on the strength and the recovery and where they've ended up rather than at the beginning does send like you said is the best way of sending that sending that hope and really educating them the, the, the children with everything yeah. about mental health absolutely educating them on where the numbers are at educating them the hopes out there educating them on what they can apply to their lives that's what i'm about trying to bring it all into one into one clip because people relate to stories storytelling is one of the most like ancient things we've done as humans stories and if they're emotionally attached they're going to take something away from it and there's hope there it's powerful very powerful definitely and it's see my 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 issue is with yes doing uh, a children mental health week doing an, a mental health week mental health day but my my problem and my issue and what I, really bothers me is why does it have to be one week a year for child mental health week why does it have to be another uh, week annually for national suicide week why does it have to be focused on just one week a year? Why isn't it being focused on daily, of every week, every month, every year? Because doing it the way they're doing now, yes, it's slightly improving, but you do it for a week, a month later it's forgotten about until mm. the next one comes along. I and do agree. On the, on, I do agree with you. On the other side, though, on, I, I do feel, though, because as society for so long, we've completely neglected it completely. And this is a stepping stone. I see it as a positive thing for the future. I completely agree. It needs to be something we address all day, every, every single day of the year. Because that saying is crucial, it's key. The people need it. People are... Most people, most people in the world don't want to talk about it. They don't feel comfortable. I feel like this is like a, just a stepping stone towards creating change, though. That's my perspective on it. I used to think so. This top one, coincidentally, I ran this top. I okay. It's, it's this organization in Australia where it's all based around that question. Are you okay? We have Are you okay day. Now, a lot of people bash that, like, oh, Are you okay day? It's it's only one day a year, but and asking are you okay is not enough. You need there's so much more to it. Yeah, well, most people aren't even asking that question. And that's the whole purpose of the movement. I I'm not sponsored, I'm not an ambassador, nothing like that. I just I'm aligned with them. I agree with them. That it, it, is this the first step that we need to take? And I think it, it's that initiatives like that are powerful. But again, it's how we dress it, how we're talking about it, and what beliefs we're instilling in the public. Because every, almost every time I'm at a school, corporate, whatever, like I'm running a workshop, I always ask when people come to me one on one, do you believe that you, there's a light there in the tunnel? There is hope. 
kills me how many times I hear it. No, and that's because it's a lot. Society's beliefs are not aligned with the fact that there is hope, that there's a way out, that, that you can overcome these struggles. If we start to plant these seeds of hope, you'll start to see a change in society's beliefs. Where we place our attention is where we place our energy. Where you place your energy is what's going to manifest. And why are we placing our attention on just dooming statistics? What are we manifesting dooming statistics? I could rant about this for days, man. I just, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's that, that I, I definitely share that feeling. It's, you can, you can share statistics. You can share everything about that as much as you want. But like you said, that's not going to change society's beliefs. And you, like I said again, hope is what's going to change society's beliefs. And sharing our stories and having more people share their stories is the only way to go about it. And mm. <clears throat> doing this show is where I want to do something about it. Because it's having normal people, like me and you, coming out, opening up, sharing. Yes, there's celebrities, there's big stars, whatever, that have had mental health issues. And <clears throat> some people go, oh, wow, I didn't really I didn't realise Ryan Reynolds, for example. He, had, he opened up about mental health issues. But people need to relate more with the normal everyday people because the A-listers, celebrities, footballers, whatever, have more more of a chance to recover because they have the financial financial and accessible means to be able to get that high quality care that, you know, I'm trying to be worded carefully without trying to upset too, people, too many people are watching it. But you know what I mean? There's, there's lower class people that really struggle financially struggle to go anywhere to get help especially at the moment with with covid really restricting people financially with work and it's something that really that really needs addressing more as well and helping and showing those people that there is help out there and sometimes they don't know that there's help out there without it being shown to them. Do you agree? I don't know if you agree with that or... I do, I, I do agree, although I feel like celebrities are sharing and being real about it is, is, is important as well. Of course it is. Because their influence is massive. Yeah. Their followings are massive on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, TikTok. Like, they're going to reach so many people. Yeah. And if make someone feel like they're not alone that, that's powerful I, or just, it's just where i think it where, where i think it might need to change is sometimes how it's addressed like I said, it always comes back to how that's how we're going to talk about it and um yeah if it's coming from a place of um darkness it can be damaging some people feel like they can relate to it if they listen to it but it is only reinforcing that feeling ultimately. And because it can be addictive. That's the thing about depression, it can be addictive. 
because I'm, I'm probably going to pitch a few people by saying this, but when you start to then identify with that, you'll do whatever you can to protect that identity. So if you label yourself as I'm depressed, I'm anxious, nothing wrong with those labels. I'm not saying you're wrong or invalid, but you start to defend that label. And when, and I've seen that in like from celebrities promoting it, like I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. Nothing wrong with saying that, but understand you're reinforcing a certain way of thinking that does inhibit, not, not, not prevent, but it inhibits people's potential for recovery and hope because they solidify their belief that they are that rather than they can be this. Yeah, definitely. It is all about, I've seen it. Like you've said, very small number of people. I have seen it occasionally, um, especially through social media where, like you've said, there's nothing wrong with labeling saying I have depression, I have anxiety or both or, any kind of mental health issue, but there's a certain level where, yeah, I completely agree with you because I have seen with a few people on social media where they're saying, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. But that's where we need to turn around and goes, yeah, but you can be hopeful, you can be strong, you can be better, you can get through it. And having people go on there saying, I had mental health issues. I struggled, but I got stronger. I become a better person. That I am is where it needs to change from I have depression to I recovered from depression. And having that belief in who they are and who we are and sharing that through hope, it's, it's education again. And it's, with kids especially. Absolutely. Anytime you say I am, you, you're declaring a statement about yourself, a belief. And every time you say I am, then fill in the blank, you're solidifying that belief each and every time. Because you're going to start to reprogram your brain to think that way. And you start to move your body in that way. And then you start to become that way. Um. I want a little set a little challenge to my any of my listeners watching listening to this every morning every evening whenever it is whenever you feel comfortable doing it is I want you to three lines just three lines and start each line with I am and instead of writing I am depression I am anxiety I want you to put down I am strong I am brave, I am better. And I want you to keep writing that down every, every, every single day, as much as you can, because I think that will eventually and slowly start changing your, your way of thinking and the way of not belief. Between picky Darren, just yeah. the word, the phrase I am better, I'm a little bit uneasy on only yeah. because yes, that how they are is wrong or how they yeah. are is maybe changing I am better 
to something that's empowering to you, whatever rings true to you. Yeah, definitely, yeah. For me, I have many irons. I, I say to myself every morning, I do a lot of self-talk. And um, the, like the one or our most um, like powerful ones for myself is literally I am powerful, I'm unstoppable, I am abundant. Love it, yeah. These words ring true for me. And I, like, when I say they ring true for me, they ring true for me in terms of the goals I want to achieve, person I need to be, and why I need to be that. They're in alignment with those three things. And um, but yeah, just, I, I just hate to be nitpicky, but yeah. I am better. I, I just, I, I wouldn't tell people that. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And I love, love you. Obviously, I absolutely love you. I absolutely value your opinion and you, you sharing your thoughts. I absolutely value it 100%. And yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I am unstoppable. I am powerful. I absolutely, absolutely love it. And there we go, guys. That's what I think you should, you should be doing. And it's, I think it does help. Um, if you have your favorite motivational things you like to watch, like to listen to, I absolutely love listening to um, motivational compilations on Spotify. Um, I have my alarm every morning set to one, uh, and it comes up. With, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, I absolutely love it. And so, what so that morning, mean? I don't. Do you remind me what that was? Because I actually want to. <laughs> Tell me that it's it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I love doing it. It's a great way of waking up. I have some mornings I could wake up with Arnold Schwarzenegger shouting at me down the phone. Some other mornings I could have I could have Tony Robbins going off for his, his speech over the phone. I think it's just and the thing is I just lie there and I listen to it for a couple minutes. And where some people might <clears throat> if you're going for a bad time. It's easy to press the snooze button. It's easy to lie there for an extra half an hour to an hour because you don't have the, the motivation and the belief to get up and face the day. And you've been there, I've been there. But to have something like that playing in the background as your alarm, I think it's ex extremely powerful. And you lie there and think that, you think, and it, it gets you up. And I'm up within a couple of minutes uh, I might get up and do a couple of push-ups, a couple of sit-ups, I go downstairs, I go and get some breakfast, and it's, I face the day, and I get, <clears throat> I face the day full on, and I'm, I'm ready to go, and I think it's, it's an amazing way to start the day. I love that. What's that called again? Oh, I have, I have various ones. You just go on Spotify, <clears throat> and you just type in uh, motivational compilations. And it'll, it'll come up with all sorts on there. And there's podcasts on there. Just motivation. Alarms, alarms. What, what, was it, what are the alarms called? Is it on Spotify? Well, yeah, basically what I do is on my alarm setting on my phone, it allows me to select um, music from Spotify. Oh, right. And I just attach um, on it's my alarm to... setting, I just attach my favorite motivational speeches. Mm. and um, it just comes up and like I said it's because it's set on a compilation album it comes up with various different ones each morning and it's it's absolutely brilliant absolutely love it that's very powerful man yeah I, 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 I need to do that instead <laughs> <laughs> of having an alarm going <laughs> every morning oh god I wake up 
Oh, I almost get scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you just turn around and you go, shut up, and then you just lie there for a little bit, and then I think some people lie there and they fall, they fall asleep again, or they might start the day by picking the phone up and flicking through Facebook. I'm, I'm guilty some days. I'm guilty myself for doing that. And um, <clears throat> I think it's to change that, and change is a great way of changing people's mindset. And mm. it's, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a great way to start. Well, if, if I had to give a tip to listeners in terms of um, alarms, turn off snooze. Yeah. Turn off snooze. The, there's nothing, I believe, like, like it's very belittling starting your day, negotiating your wake up time. Because when wake up time is your first decision of the day. Do I get up? Do I not? Do I get up? Do I not? And it's easy to say, look, snooze, sleep. It's empowering to say, dismiss, up and at them. And you go out your day. And I'm, like, I'm not going to push the whole, like, what I do in the morning. That <laughs> stuff. But... My, my one rule is for my alarms in the, morning, in the morning, they have no, no snooze. And that way I make a, a, a commitment to the day right from the get go. I'm committed to today. Let's go. Let's start the day. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to leave with one more message for everyone that I did see um, I think he was a, a Sergeant General or a Major in the Army. I saw one of his motivational speeches he did at a conference somewhere. And um, he said, by doing small things every day makes bigger things easier. And if you start the day by just doing something as simple as making your bed it makes all the other activities for the day easier. And I live by that every morning. Since I wake up to my motivational speeches, I get up, I make my bed, and I'm ready for the day. And I challenge everyone to do that, as well as those, for, as those I am's. I think it's, it's powerful and Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. You found the day with a sense of achievement. Yeah. In bed. We call pride in that if we do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, right. And little things, the thing is, they all seem so little, almost insignificant. These little wins, they stack up. And when, you, when they stack up, they bring about profound change. Definitely. Definitely. Um, well, I want to say thank you very much again, Matthew. That was an absolute and amazing episode. And I really do hope we can, we can do it again because I think there's a lot more we can talk about. There's a lot more we can, we can spread and share with everyone. Um, and it's a great honor having you on again. It's absolutely brilliant. And thank you. Thanks, Darren. I appreciate you, man. Like as always, man, it's, it's it's been a, been a privilege on my end. It's, it's an honor to be here, and I couldn't be more more grateful.
I'd I, I love to hear from anyone if they have any questions or if they want to continue the conversation. I love this stuff. I love talking about these things and I love inspiring others. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, please, everyone, follow him on Instagram, Facebook. Um, he's, if you can struggle to find him on Facebook, go onto my Facebook and see him on my friend list or my Instagram on my, on my follow list. Um, he's definitely the person to follow and if you need inspiration, it's, um, it's a great story. Um, so yeah, thank you very much again, Matthew. It's uh, absolute honour. Well done, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you.